This is it. This is our first episode. Okay, uh, ready and recording. Hi, my name is Allison, and I'm here with Gabby and Ash, and this is the very first episode of the overall package podcast. So we're all kind of unsure what we're going to be doing here um, on this podcast, but we just want to share all of our experiences as bikini athletes, um, particularly in the CPA, the Seek Alliance, and uh, kind of want to talk about that journey. Yeah. Yes, I believe we decided we have about 16 years of experience between all of us, all coming from very different backgrounds with different, you know, motivations to get into the sport. Um, and that is something we are going to open up by sharing with you guys today. So I hope you're ready for some stories from our first shows all the way up to our more recent. Yes, and why we got into bodybuilding, which sounds like very different stories for all of us. So actually kind of funny, like people from like literally all walks of life end up in bodybuilding. Like it's kind of like where, what is the word like, lost souls go to like join each other in a new community. But honestly, like it really can feel like that sometimes. Like bodybuilding is a lot for a lot of people. Yeah, it really can feel like that. I'm excited just to have this outlet like with you guys to share everything as well because I feel like all of us have a lot to say. So I'm yeah. excited to like have this outlet to share it all and yeah, and cover some really great topics too. Like we have lists of amazing topics and I'm just super excited to cover all of them, you know, especially for like first time athletes or just like, you know, interviewing pros and everything in between. So I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. Um but we also wanted to go over why we chose the name the overall package podcast and why that's particularly important for bikini. Um, it can be for the other female categories as well. Like wellness, there's even more of a defined criteria. It's actually pretty crazy. Like the difference between bikini and wellness, like just how much more defined the wellness criteria is and figure like it's a very defined criteria. That's another female category, women's physique, but in bikini, like, the category is so subjective to the overall package, like the whole look. And so, yeah, um, what do, how would you guys describe the overall package to someone who's new to key? Yeah, you know what? I actually have this question quite a bit from like people that don't really understand like bikini or bodybuilding like they always ask me like, well, what are they looking for? And it's like, you know, over the years we have gotten more of a criteria like a written criteria criteria to follow which has been amazing but for the first like five six years of my competing career like there wasn't any written criteria so it was just kind of based over like your overall look like everything from your hair your skin your tan your suit your muscles like for a bikini it was kind of like it really is your overall look your overall package how you present it and everything so mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, all of them, it really does matter, but I really feel that for bikini. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for myself, like just looking at this sport, I really felt like there's a ton of beauty pageant vibes from that overall look. Oh, yeah. Uh, like to a crazy extent, I'm like, what am I getting into? Is this actually like 
a sport where we're looking at muscles or are we just looking at like beauty like it's a very great area and but the thing is you will start to the more you watch bodybuilding shows the more you're around the environment you just start to know what that overall package that they're looking for is like you can see it you can tell when someone has that versus doesn't and I really hope that we can all chat about that in a way that makes it more clear to newcomers to the sport or those who've been trying to go pro maybe for a while like some of us and uh, just bring us even closer to reaching that point. Yeah, and I think it's also really important to clarify that it's not necessarily always a look that is going to give you that it factor that the judges can't take their eyes off you. It's, it's also an energy. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I first got in the sport too, and I'm thinking, okay, there's a defined criteria. You have to have a certain level of conditioning, which is basically how lean you are, um, or a certain level of muscularity, which is the shape you build. Um, and, you know, you have to have like a nice suit that complements your like skin and hair tone. You have to have like nice makeup and hair that looks good on you and everything. So there was a bit like there's a bit of criteria, but I remember just feeling super lost with who was winning and why. And I would look at sometimes, especially when I was new, like who would win a show? And I'd be so confused, like, well, they're missing this, this and this, but they had this like energy. About and so I remember thinking like this is super vulnerable but I remember thinking like when I was first new to it like I'm not pretty enough to ever turn pro or be a pro like I would look at the girls on the pro stage or like who's winning the Olympia and like they look like supermodels and I just like you don't realize like they're in the makeup chair for like an hour and a half they have like a whole team doing their hair like they've been in it for a long time they have the most expensive suits they have sponsors for absolutely everything and they've been doing this for 10 years of course they look like supermodel right and I just remember thinking like like my face isn't even pretty enough to like place in a show or you know and then eventually like as my confidence grew and it kind of just hit me one day like oh like it's an energy that, yeah. that, that the judges are seeing and I think that's a huge part of the the overall package as well because you could have somebody walk out on the stage and like you just can't take your eyes off them because of part of that like energy they're exuding and that is part of the whole package that the judges are seeing. yes absolutely yeah. so. I totally agree with that energy aspect and I think that's something that everyone can actually apply to their real life as well just beyond the stage like if you can hold yourself with that energy and that attitude you'll just come across so much more confident get those opportunities in life and take that like on yourself to to make those opportunities happen so hopefully just in embodying the overall package and coming to understand what that means, we can all take something, yeah, for our real life with that too. Yeah, I like that aspect too, like taking it into your real life, because I feel like anyone who has bodybuilded in the past and like applied it to their real life can like definitely attest to that, just like it really did change my life and like I am more positive and more confident as a person and like I walk with my head a little bit higher and I really do have to like say that um, I can say that it, it really did come from like being on stage and like feeling that way on stage. And I also do have to say, like, I have won a show that I had no reason winning. Like, I will be the first to say, I can like look at everyone else that was up there and look at myself at that show. And like, there is no reason I should have won that show. And I really do believe it was just 
purely out of like the way that I walked out there. I had it in my head already because I came off of my first win into this second show and I just felt like I had already won it because I just won my last show. So I was like, whatever happens, I I am so happy. Mm -hmm. And I just went out there like thinking like, whatever, I'm the best anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Not in like an overly cocky way, but you know. And yeah, I ended up winning that show. And I really do feel like it it was purely out of my energy. Cause like physically, I don't really understand it. So so small. But like I I don't know if I remember exactly which show you're talking about, but every single time you've been on stage, like even if it's completely different than mine, for example, like we all have like a completely different stage look totally completely like I am short with like my natural hair color like like I am more like a bubbly like kind of I always wear like funky colored suits I don't really just I just don't want to wear like the typical package look and then you have like Gabby with like she's so tall with like her bright green suit and you kind of I don't know you always kind of bring this like old school Hollywood vibe somehow like blonde oh my God, yeah. thing, you know? and like- then Ash like you have tattoos and you always had like dark hair like long dark hair and then you went on your stage like most recently literally bald and <laughs> yeah, literally it, bald. but like it's in our like look at our podcast art cover like you know you're like bam right there and the whole package like comes together too so like yeah it is really cool to like actually put it on paper and I'm really actually excited to like have this podcast with you guys too because we all have such different experiences and we actually all have such different opinions as well so I'm really really Mm -hmm. excited to like really dive in with you guys because from having such different perspectives like in the sport and all of our experiences and everything I think it's gonna like come together really cool and like we'll be able to like produce some like cool content for all you guys so yes I agree I think all of our diverse experiences are going to be valuable for people in whatever stage of competing and that they are coming into so um I think we should start chatting about like why each of us actually got into bodybuilding like what drew us to this crazy sport that involves dieting so hard training for hours a day like um who wants to take take first on that Gabby, why don't you go no, for it? In the notes, it says you're up first, Ash. <laughs> oh, God damn. Yeah, okay, I'll dive in. Um, for me personally, I started competing. My first show was in 2015. So um, I started training for that. It was 2014. And I was just out of high school, actually. And um, yeah, I was just like, I won't dive too deep into like this and maybe maybe we'll like dive into it a little deeper um later on but I was going through a pretty traumatic life experience at the time and it was a really heavy time in my life and I didn't want to go home like at all Mm -hmm. so I needed to find somewhere else to go and so I just started going to the gym And I was like super uncomfortable and like I was just that chick that would like, you know, stand a half an hour in the change room and like run to the treadmill and just like walk on the treadmill and be there for like half an hour and leave, you know. But as I just like kept going and like 
kept needing that outlet, it just, I don't know, it became like such a safe place for me. And um, I actually had a really good friend in high school who her mom had competed like for a long time, like long before bikini and all of that stuff. So she was like, I was kind of around them a lot and they were like a really active family. And my friend had been competing in high school actually. So it kind of opened up my eyes to like that world and bikini was such a new thing at the time too. So there wasn't a lot of information on it or there wasn't social media at the time. Like it was now, like there wasn't influencers or there wasn't anywhere for me to like find bodybuilding really except like I was like I remember trying to google like bikini competitors or or girl bodybuilders and it was like really hard to find anything um but yeah so I had my friend and her mom help me actually look into stuff and I found my first trainer uh, which was again not a very good experience I was such a small person I I'm right now about 130 almost and at the time I was like 99 pounds so that was like another reason why I really wanted to start going to the gym was like gain this weight and like feel confident and I you know like butts were starting to come in style (laughs) and wanted one of those so yeah sorry so that's pretty badass (laughs) 30 pounds of like muscles you know yeah yeah and yeah so I finally my first prep was pretty intense too like I remember because I had been partying a lot before that using lots of recreational drugs I was kind of like quote-unquote a wild child if you would say you know, I was like clubbing at 16, 17. I was like hanging out with people way older than me, putting myself in these really sketchy situations. And it was just like, not a good, it wasn't good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I, um, I took my prep so seriously because I felt like if I didn't, like nothing was going to work. Like I had to do it so perfectly or else it just wasn't going to work which now that I know like isn't the case, but I think at the time it was really good for me to like have that mindset. Like it was like all or nothing, like you change your life or you're not going to. Um, So did it stop you from, sorry, I just want to ask you a question, but like, did it stop you from drinking and doing drugs entirely? It did. I changed your life like forever because of it. Yeah. And like, I don't have an addictive personality, so I'm like lucky that way. So I was able to like, just choose like, okay, I'm done doing drugs. I'm done drinking. I still continued to hang out with those people for a while. And I still continued to to go out. Um, But now I was just DD. So it was DD for like a year. And I was like, this is fucking lame too. (laughs) So I just like slowly distanced myself from those people. And honestly, it was like, yeah, the best thing that could have happened to me because I mean, some of those friends, like, I hope the best for them, but they're still doing the same shit we were doing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, for me, it was just, like, getting out of that party style, getting out of that party life. And so I genuinely do feel like bodybuilding did save me in that sense. 
So, and I feel like we all have like a little bit of that story, you know, how bodybuilding yeah. saved us. I think all um, of us have that, a lot of that story. Like yeah. Yeah, we'll all dive into it, but I know that's, that's there. And like we said, it, bodybuilding does attract maybe some intense people or people who've gone through some intense situations. Mm-hmm. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I think it's great too, because like the community that it, it builds, like if, if we all have like a I wouldn't say it's all similar, but we all, I do feel like bodybuilders, like that's why we're able to push through this kind of shit is because what brought us here was a lot harder than bodybuilding, you know, like what drove me to bodybuilding, like those experiences that I had at that time were so much harder to push through than a prep. Mm. Not saying prep's easy, right? So yeah, so I feel like that's why we all kind of have like a, a story, like a come up story. Mm. Cause there's, there had to be something to drive us here. <laughs> like yeah. this is kind of nuts, right? Like bodybuilding's fucking crazy. We have to be kind of psychotic. <laughs> I mean, maybe, work. Don't scare the newcomers away that hard, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And so I competed at my very first show, 2015. I believe it was the Muscle Beach Classic, I think it was called, in Alberta. I'm not sure if they still have that one, um, because this was before the CPA came in. It was Mm -hmm. ABBA, Alberta Bodybuilding Association. Mm -hmm. And um, the posing, oh God, atrocious. That's when the posing wasn't the IFBB standard. It was like one arm out in your back pose, like European style. Mm. I've competed back too. Yeah, (laughs) it's terrible. I was so happy when they switched it. But yeah, so that was kind of my journey. And after my first show, I got like published in an online, I believe it was Muscle Insider magazine. And I was... Um, they said that I was like an athlete to watch for in the future and just seeing that I was like oh my god that was just like what I needed to see to like really push me to like continue and I was like I can do this like that was the first thing I ever finished in my life too like ever I never completed anything and I remember finishing that prep and I was like I did it like I actually finished this fully from the beginning to the end, I went on stage. I fucking did it. I placed six at my first show. I had no fucking muscle at all. And I was just like, yeah, this is like, this is it. I'm hooked. And that was it. And it's been day in and day out ever since. Like I haven't, it's just like, I haven't stopped. So I love that. Thanks. Yeah. You have to, you have to like, you have to choose yourself to do a prep. Like nobody else is going to make you do it for you. So when you, a lot of people, yeah, they, they've never gone to university and finished a degree, or maybe they, maybe you have, maybe they have, but their parents wanted them to go or something. But like, there are a million things we do in life and that we commit to in life. But bodybuilding is something you choose to do yourself, and you're the only one that can make you do it. So I know the exact same feeling, Ash. So yeah, it's so true. Like you're right. Like you're the only person that can choose that for yourself. Like no one's forcing you to make that food. No one's forcing you to eat that food. No one's forcing you to be in the gym. Like you can't force someone. And at the end of the day, like when you're up on stage too, like that's it. Like you either did it or you didn't, you can't hide it. 
yeah, your result is 100% a reflection of what you've done. So exactly. Whether or not you win or not, even if you come dead last, you could still be a completely different person than even started the sport, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Gabby? How did you get into bodybuilding? Yeah, I, I feel like it maybe is a little less like a force driving me into it than Ash, like escaping from some really intense negatives. But um, I did have still have a catalyst. I had a bad shoulder injury um, from rock climbing. I was like powerlifting at the time and like rock climbing, kind of doing those types of activities. And yeah, had an injury and just decided like I still want to pursue weightlifting like I still love doing that every day but I just needed a different goal to work towards um, and this was in 2018 so definitely after you guys um, and I spent the summer just kind of reading about different sports that you know you could like connect to like with weightlifting and one of the things I came across was the sport of like bodybuilding I found some photos from I believe it was Angelica, the Olympia, of course. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, this is insane. Like, how do you look like that? Like, how does someone look like this? And I just remember being blown away by her look. And then, of course, so many other women. Um, and I, I don't know if we mentioned, but we're all like Vancouver Island girls, which is an enormous island off the coast of Western Canada. <laughs> um, so there were some local athletes in my gym, in my small town. And I saw them training and I saw how their physiques changed over the course of like three, four months. And I was like, oh my gosh, like they look like entirely different people. I wonder if I could do that. And so just, yeah, I'd made the decision in 2018. At the beginning of 2019, I started prepping for a natural show in Vancouver. I remember not knowing what I was doing because I didn't hire a coach. I just said, well, I can count macros and I can go to the gym and I can figure this out. <laughs> and how did that turn out for you? It was interesting. <laughs> I know it was good. I, I actually learned a lot just from the simple dedication, like day in, day out. Um, I also will mention I did work a job where I was walking around like 18,000, 20,000 steps a day, like so many steps. And without that job, I would have never been able to drop what was ended up being about like 30 pounds in 10 weeks, like way, yeah. way too fast. Like I don't remember. So well, to do, that, to do that yourself too, especially your first show, like that's actually very impressive. Not recommended, but. It was <laughs> never prep myself. <laughs> I know you say that, but maybe you could, like, you don't know, honestly, you don't know. And I, and I, I think there are a thousand benefits to having a coach and having someone looking at you. I've always just been a very objective person with myself. I can, I'm not sitting there like feeling how I look like emotionally. It's just like, okay, this is, this is my weight. This is how I look today. This is the data and I can step away from it. And I think you need that. And it's really hard to do at certain phases in the sport. Yeah, um, I think you definitely need to be able to do that, though, mm -hmm. to, to do the sport su successfully. Yeah, I would, if I coached myself, I would straight up end up on stage looking like Gollum. Like, <laughs> I don't need enough. It's the Lord of the Ring reference for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was 
it was doable because there were a lot of factors that just worked out for me. Um, I honestly just wanted to step on stage and like look like, I don't know, like I belonged. I didn't want to show up and just look like, did this girl even like try? Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, that's competitive. So again, yeah, you need that little bit of fire to be in the sport too, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it ended up working out. I did step on stage, which I guess I can chat about too. But like, yeah, it, it worked out and I blew myself away. I think I caught a few people's eyes. It was really exciting. And just after, you know, the whole experience of show day being something so far out from what I, who the person I normally am, like very natural, very like down to earth, outdoorsy. Like I was, I've never seen myself with professional makeup. Like it was a really shocking and exciting experience, but I knew this was like my thing. Like you just know, most of us knew right away, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I heard before, like I stepped on stage, they're like, you will know literally the second you step up there, like the second you go out there, you will know if this is for you. And it really isn't for everybody. So Allison, but, yeah. Um, how I got into bodybuilding. Yeah, of course. So basically, since I was a little kid, I always loved feeling really strong. And like, I would always compete with all the boys in my class, like as young as like grade one, grade two, like they'd, they'd be like carrying heavy things. I'm like, I can do that too, you know, or in PE class, like if the boys had to do full push-ups and girls had to do push-ups, I'd be like, no. <laughs> so I was so competitive with them like ridiculously competitive and so I always like loved being strong but I literally have like the visual coordination of like a hamster like I can't play team sports like like every time I played any sport that involved a ball like I break my finger like I'm not kidding I broke my finger like or fractured my finger like three times like basketball volleyball and baseball or something so I'm like okay I don't do sports with balls and I just can't like coordinate my feet and my hands, but I always like knew I was really athletic. Like I could, uh, like if, if there was track and field, like I did super well. And if it was, you know, with weightlifting and things, like I even remember I was in grade 10 and I like, I pressed 500 something pounds, like with the first try, like just for fun. We went, we had like a weight room day and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I feel like I'm really strong. That's nice. But I, and so, yeah, I even had, I had a boyfriend in high school whose older brother was like a, like an actual bodybuilder. And I remember he'd make, oh my God, this is like old school. Okay. Keep in mind, this is like 2006, 2007 era bodybuilding. So completely different. And I would like be over at their house and he'd be making shakes with eight raw eggs and like two cups of oatmeal. And he'd just blend it and drink it. What? Like, I just remember being like mind blown, but that was back in the day when you'd actually order actual paper magazines um, because subscription, right? And so he had subscriptions to like Flex magazine, Muscle Fitness, like Iron, whatever. Like he had all these bodybuilding magazines. And so I would just stare at them all day long. Or if I was in like the checkout line in like as a teenager, like I wouldn't be like looking at Teen Vogue or like Cosmo or anything. Like I'd always be looking at oxygen or like muscle and fitness hers and just staring at the women on the front cover. And I'm like, I want to be on like the cover of one of those one day. That's like, that was like my dream that I like never really told anyone about, but I thought like you had to be in Hollywood to be a bodybuilder. Like, I didn't know that you could just do it anywhere. Like I didn't know anything about it. 
Like it just looked like all these people in these magazines were, I don't know, like famous movie stars or something. Um, I think it's funny. I think it's funny because now when we look at like the Hollywood fit dudes, they probably all look small to us because of the guys we actually see competing in like men's bodybuilding. Oh, <laughs> I know. I'm so like desensitized to muscle. Like I see yeah. like a massive 300 pound bodybuilder. I'm like, oh, he's, yeah, he looks pretty good. He needs more like <laughs> people are like, what? <laughs> Uh, I guess hamstrings they're like what are you talking about um but yeah then I anyway I ended up going to university and I ended up working in my gym like the university gym and like I always stayed fit and that's when I like I started going to the gym when I was like 15 but it was it was pretty on and off and like again I didn't really have a sport so I just did running and push-ups and stuff like just I just moved my body I just liked to feel good but when I was 25 like I just finished university and I randomly met this girl. She said she did like a fitness competition. I was like, what does that mean? She's like, oh, like bodybuilding. I'm like, what? You, you did one? Like this was in Vancouver. I was like, here? Like it, like it exists like in Canada? She's like, yeah, there's like shows all the time. So she showed me a picture of herself on stage. And I was like, I could do that. I'm going to win that. I want to do that. Like, and literally I asked her to go for coffee. She told me like, what it was like and she's like yeah if I was gonna do a show like this is the coach I would hire and I emailed him like the next day I met with him like two days later and like signed up like just like that and like that was it like I was like this is I can do this like I'm doing it and I picked a show like six months later and even though I had it'll have to be a different episode we'll do we'll do an episode on like terrible experiences um my first show day was like so dramatic <laughs> for so many reasons um but it was great like I just like I knew right away that like I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life so yeah it's just like totally hooked like I love training so much it's like all I wanted to do with my time so I can yeah. literally hear your like competitive nature and I think that's <laughs> definitely like that's a part of everyone to an extent in the sport like I know before I would never have called myself a competitive person I was actually very passive oh me too but like yeah I can just hear it's like oh like I, I want to do this I want to win it's just, yeah I'm like I'm gonna win that I, I don't know what I, I want to be the best at that ever like <laughs> yeah so. I, I feel like I've been like in competition mode my whole fucking life growing up with two brothers like I'm smack in between two brothers I feel like my whole life was a competition not in like competing with them like for attention or anything like that but like literally competing against them like anything was a competition like who can like walk up the stairs faster who can like grab a glass of water faster you know so <laughs> I feel like it's like it me too I'm like I need to fucking win <laughs> I know you should hear what I think about posing like okay I'll say it basically when I like first when I go to like walk out on stage even if I'm like unsure where my physique stands I'll like look at my class and I'll be like none of these bitches are gonna outpose me <laughs> like, I don't actually mean it but at the same time like I do like if you don't actually believe in yourself that it's possible like that energy is not going to show right so I, I never really thought I was competitive either until I did this and I'm like no I have to I have to win so you almost like need to have that mindset though it's like Arnold says like you have to believe that you have to go into a show just thinking like you are winning that show and not in like a 
oh, I'm better than everyone cocky standpoint. But like, like you said, like, if you don't have that energy of believing in yourself, like it's not going to show mm-hmm. like at all. Cause it's not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But like, Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. It's all good. No, I was just saying that I think like, it's really hard to believe when you're a be- like a beginner, um, you have no idea where you stand, right? Maybe yeah. some, um, some girls don't have the best relationship with their coach or they're like just coached over a long distance. So they don't really know. They don't have that energy from someone else hyping them up. And that's where you really have to bring it for yourself. Like even to like, like everyone's saying, like, I know Allison isn't calling anyone bitches. Like, it's oh, just, no. oh my God, no, <laughs> you just have to tell yourself to an extent. It's just so exaggerated because yeah. everything about show day is exaggerated. None of that is like how we get up in the morning or how we, how we walk down the street. <laughs> yeah. But it is larger than life. Like the, especially if you go watch like a pro show in person and like the top girls in pro shows, I mean, it's mesmerizing watching them yeah. perform, watching them move, watching every single look, like the glance down and then the glance up and the way their shoulder like rolls back and like every move is so calculated. It's, it's a performance. So, um, it's literally mesmerizing. It's like magical to watch. So it takes a long time to get there, but like once that energy clicks you're like okay yeah I get it now you know so yeah absolutely yeah. so, so um yeah. you want to go into like maybe how many shows you've done and then what that more recent show experience was like yeah I think you guys both sort of touched on your first shows like Gabby yeah. in the t-zone and Ash you did that muscle one so that I'll just I don't think I said the first show I ever did what it was it was in 2017 um and it was the Lee Brandt Muscle Classic. Um, so it was March. And like I said, it was a pretty hilarious prep and the show day itself was a complete disaster. And six days out, my boyfriend of five five years broke up with me. It was literally horrific. Everything was so traumatic, but like, again, I walked out on stage and I got first call outs, but I didn't place top five. And I just, the moment I walked off stage, I was like, when's my next show like that was the first thing out of my mouth when I saw my coach actually that's not true I I will explain my why my show day was so traumatic I actually walked off stage crying because something really really terrible happened but um but like basically right away I was like when's my next show we need to fix this I want to place like yeah but I just knew like right away that I'd want to do it and then compared to that show Allison how can you compare your most recent like like comparing the two night and day first of all so I've done yeah okay I'll start then for like the most recent show experience um it was my 12th show and it was the Arnold's the Arnold Amateur in Columbus Ohio that was this year in March and it was one week apart but exactly like my five-year first competition like anniversary so it was like a super special show for me um so yeah, my 12th show and it was my eighth pro qualifier. Yes, I have done eight pro qualifiers and I'm not a pro. Um, that is a testament to how difficult it is to become a pro in Canada, which we yeah. will absolutely talk about. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to become a pro in Canada. That's for sure. That's probably an episode in itself. Um, but it was such a good experience. Um, the more and more shows you do, 
the more comfortable you get to go doing them. If it's been a long time since you've done a show, like you do kind of have to shake the nerves out, especially if you have a couple shows per season. By the time you're on your like third show in a season, you're like, oh, this is just like any other day. Um, and so that was my fourth show that season. And so I was like pretty darn confident in what my overall package looked like. Like I loved the whole look of like my suit and hair. I really liked my posing routine and everything. Um, and like, and- can you explain like what that package looked like and like what you really loved yeah. about it? Like what color was your suit? What did your hair look like? Like tell us. Okay. So, well, it's in the podcast art, but I had this like bright minty in your face, like turquoisey blue color, kind of like a really bright, like a lighter version of like Tiffany blue almost. Um, You'll say lots of people cannot pull off and you slayed that shit. Yeah. It's not, it's honestly like a, there's a probably a very small sliver of people that could wear that color. Um, yeah. It would either wash you out or it would just like pop like wrong and I don't know I think that I could wear it I got a funny comment once from someone in one of those like anonymous question things in my dms being like are you going to fix your suit color like my coach would never let me wear that and I'm like well actually two Olympian bikini athletes told me that they loved the color on me. my coach who coaches Olympians really likes the color on me and I've spoken with like several IFBB judges said it thanks and I actually just spoke to Tara Kalgundi, who's like one of the 12, only 12 Olympia judges, the, literally the other day at a show. And I asked him to like, look at pictures with me. And I asked him about the suit color and he's like, no, it's great. It really stands out on you. I like it. Like everybody always just does the same thing all the time. Red, so there you go. So yeah, I really liked it. And my, I always do really basic, it's like simple, natural makeup. I might put like a tiny bit of gold shimmer on my lids and just like a nice kind of like medium pink lip gloss. Um, but yeah, I actually grew out my natural hair color, which is like that dark blonde, kind of like dirty blonde color. Um, it looks a bit lighter under the stage lights, but it was very long, like just to above my butt and like perfectly straightened, like smooth like glass. And it was just like, like I think it's the right look for me. So Your- it was good. I was really, I was really, really happy with that um okay. and the show was so fun like the Arnold's is such a good experience as well um I mean I got COVID three weeks before that's like something we can talk about things that go wrong in prep another show but it was it was a great experience and and regardless of the outcome like I did get third place which I was really happy with um but it really just came full circle for me, like competing on basically my five-year competing anniversary. It was my 12th show. I just felt, I don't know, this like peace that no matter what happens, even if I don't turn pro, like I just enjoy what I do so much. Like it brings me so much joy to like always be setting another goal and always be working towards a new level and just hopefully inspiring other people to do the same. Like I coach competitors now and it, yeah, I just, I don't know. It was just very big full circle moment that, that it really hit me this year that I'm like doing what I'm supposed to be doing in life. So yeah. I could see that. I could see that because Ash and I both watched you last year when you were in Van Pro, we were like sitting in the front row. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember seeing you guys there. Yeah. Like we just saw it. Yeah. Your whole package was 
obviously like the best we've seen on you like even from like your photos I've never seen you like compete in person I think before maybe I have one mm -hmm. um but yeah your, your hair was like so shiny and just yeah you could just tell you all of that experience came up to that moment and you really brought the best you have so far and it's just so exciting to like be able to like chat here with you because yeah we all all just want to see that for each other we want to see those improvements we want to see each other become the best individual competitors we can be so yeah, yeah. so I have a very different like in terms of experience I've only done two shows in my whole life and there was like a little bit of kind of a rough time in between my first show and second show aka a pandemic um <laughs> yeah. like, I was as soon as I stepped off stage and placed second in both of my classes I don't think I mentioned that but that was way better than I expected to do um, at my first show I wanted to jump into another like short improvement season and then prep again because I loved it so much um, but by the time I was thinking about prepping it was coming into early 2020 we all know what happened then um, so that was like kind of I think a rough time for most competitors I I did not choose to prep through 2020 I had a feeling that you know things weren't going to go well for like having any shows for a long time so I ended up rebounding pretty hard the gyms were closed so yeah put on some weight and just kind of lived life and I'm sure we can all chat on that lots and in, in future episodes but yeah, when the, the time kind of felt a little bit more hopeful was when the Van Isle showdown was announced. And I said, okay, it's an open show. Um, I'm a natural athlete. We can talk about that later too. But I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to prep for the show. It's Vancouver Island's my home. It's going to be close to family. And they, they're saying they can make it happen. So let's do it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I coached myself again for Van Isle, which was in June, I believe, July, right, ladies? July 2021? Ooh, I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. I know you were both there before I actually knew either of you. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I prepped again. I also had a very rough, like, one day out show day, like, definitely something we're going to talk about lots, but um, so I know I could have shown up better and earlier that week I felt better in my physique than I did on show day but it still was like whatever happened happened and I needed to bring my best energy so I feel I did that I made some improvements in terms of posing and just things that I had no idea from my first show experience so I'm very proud of placing second again behind some really beautiful athletes and yeah I I got actual feedback this time from uh, the CPA head judge, Rudy, and it was exactly what I needed to hear. Alice and I've got the same thing, not coming in lean enough and <laughs> just needing to build in a few specific areas. And that's pretty much, yeah, where I'm at. I've been working towards that for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you've also been slowly getting yourself ready to prep in the near future, correct? you've been looking oh, yes. amazing yeah, so I've been, I, I actually was intending to step on stage just this past weekend but in middle of July I made the decision not to it was just not the right time of my life which is something we'll talk about lots is like that you have to 
prep when everything else in your life is kind of aligning. Like if you have excessive stress in terms of family or work or just life traumas come up, like you're most likely not going to step on stage your absolute best. Mm -hmm. And for myself, having never stepped on stage lean enough or what I would consider my absolute best, I did not want to show up for the third time without being where I know I can be. So I, I, I did cut down um, about, I don't know, 15, 16 pounds just to kind of get into a com- more comfortable place that it'll be easier for me to prep when, when the time's right. So yes, feeling really good in that. Um, Ash, do you want to talk about your most recent show experience? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, my last show, my last bigger show would have been the Olympia Amateur in 2019. And I did place top 10 at that show as well. Got first call outs. Um, My issue, though, is the complete opposite of you guys. I always come in way too fucking lean, way too conditioned. So jealous. (laughs) The grass is always greener, though, right? Like, my problem, though, is building. I... (laughs) building muscle for me is so effing hard like yes I can cut pretty easily but like sometimes I can cut too easily to the point where like now I'm cutting muscle as well mm-hmm. which I will talk about here in a sec <laughs> um and then like you said Gabby the beloved beloved pandemic hit and I also decided that prepping through the pan- pandemic like wasn't really for me I kind of felt it deep in my soul that like this isn't gonna just go away and I was seeing some of my friends and other competitors like really push through it I did it I did a show in the pandemic oh god I was watching all of you guys and like like hats off to you guys for sure because that was such an unknown time and to like really push through and continue prepping through that was like wow amazing like I couldn't have done it but um so when I decided that I was going to compete um I needed a new coach as well. So I found my most recent coach, um, who is absolutely amazing. And we jumped into like a pre-prep, um, before my prep, which was a year. Um, and then when we did start prep, I had about 30 pounds to lose. So we really had to dig deep in that 16 weeks like fucking deep at one point I was losing a pound a day for over a week which was insane um it was I lost six like six pounds in a week leading up to my show so it was like really really depleted yeah it was like we were trying to get my tie-in to come out um but if, if, if it's not developed enough which mine just wasn't like you're just going to continue to like get leaner and lose size, which I did. Um, and then we didn't fill up enough leading up to my show. So when I did go up on stage, it, I was very small and I did go up bald as well. So that was a new, yeah, a new venture. It was crazy to be side stage witnessing it. Like you really brought a unique look to you. Oh, I was in the audience and just like blown away. It was so like you're, even if you 
thought you were too lean or not full enough or your glutes weren't big enough or whatever, like the whole package was so eye-catching. And, and again, that word like mesmerizing, it really was. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I was really excited. Like I hadn't wanted to shave my head for years, like years and years and years. And the only reason why I didn't for so long was competing because I was like, oh, I need that long hair. I need that like, you know, flowy, whatever look. But I was like, you know what? Competing, I do comp- like I compete for myself. This is a hobby. It doesn't pay my bills, you know, like, so I'm going to do, I'm going to do it how I want to do it. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to go up there bald <laughs> and I did. And honestly, I loved the look. I loved not having to do my hair on show day too. That was so fun. <laughs> and like, yeah, I went up with like a new suit color this season. I did a dark velvet purple, which I'm like obsessed with. I, I feel like, I feel like that's probably, that's going to be my color. Like I don't see myself venturing from it. Um, I did the opposite of Allison and I went pretty dramatic with the makeup, which was really fun. Did like a really cool purple look and yeah, I just overall, like felt really, really great, but obviously I didn't get the placing I wanted. I didn't qualify for nationals. Um, so after that I was, I was quite upset, um, just because of, you know, before the pandemic, I was placing top at these bigger shows. You know, I won my class at Canadian nationals. Um, I've been a few points off my pro card a few times. So just like taking that time off and like seeing what the sport had developed into when I came back was <laughs> crazy. Like the athletes are just getting crazier and crazier every year. They're getting younger and younger. And again, I <laughs> Oh, fuck, I know, right? Hey, hey so, at least we got the muscle maturity, guys. <laughs> yeah. Because, again, I was like, damn, I, again, like I said before, I got to shit or get off the pot here. Like, so I decided um, I was actually, like Gabby, I was going to compete this past weekend as well. Um, but that would have put me in another, I believe it was another 11-week prep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I really, really had to look at it. Like, I was just going to push through and compete because I genuinely love competing, but I looked at the timeline and I'm like, this is not smart for my physique and for my goals. I really had to choose, like, do I want to keep pushing through and potentially lose more muscle and not come better and fuller? Or do I want to take this time, take the time off, really put it in the effort to build, recomp my body and then come back next year and just do better. So that's where I'm at now. Yeah. I think that's like one of the most important questions to ask yourself or to ask like your coach um, is like, when, when do you take that break to grow? Because in bikini, like Ash was saying, like the division like has changed so much. Like the top pros are so filled out, so muscular, so gorgeous. Like we, you can't just keep doing a show ever like many shows a year in a row without taking a proper off season to grow like it's not realistic if you do want to keep placing higher or going pro yeah I like read a quote too like while I was making my decision and this decision wasn't easy for me to make I really really went back and forth and like you guys really really helped me make that decision as well like I I felt really good having you guys to like 
you know, talk to you about it. Um, Cause again, you guys gave me different perspectives, which really helped me like narrow down like my perspective as well. But yeah, it was really hard. And that was something I really had to ask myself. And oh yeah, the quote that I read during that time was the biggest mistake in bodybuilding is not taking time off. And I read that and I was like, that's literally what I'm facing right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be that mistake. Like I've been competing now for like years and I, I really want to have that moment where I win my pro card and yeah, taking a few months off is what I need to do. Then that's what I'm going to do. Right. Absolutely. Um, I have, I have two things to say. So it's about your show and your show was kind of very pivotal for like all of our lives. But the first thing I just want to say about your show and just about you going up bald, I remember after the show and walked up to you and like had tears in her eyes and asked if she could take a photo with you because her daughter had, mm-hmm. I think she had alopecia and yeah. she, her, her young daughter was bald and she was like crying. And she said she wanted to take a picture with you because she wanted to show her daughter, like how beautiful a woman could be without hair. And it like, oh, want to cry, like even talking about it right now, because it was so sweet. So like, yeah, that, that, that moment was really special. Yeah, that actually gave me goosebumps of you bringing that up again. That was like literally such a sweet moment. And for me too, like it like solidified my decision of like being fully myself on stage. Cause I like also too, it was nerve wracking, obviously going up there fucking straight up bald. So yeah, it was such a sweet moment. Like the lady, oh, I was like tearing up too. And yeah, oh, it was so sweet. Yeah, I love that. It was really sweet. And the other thing I wanted to say about the show was, so I have known Gabby. But Gabby, how long have you been like Instagram friends for? At least <laughs> two years. Like years, over yeah. years for sure, right? And Ash, you and I, like, we've been following each other for a couple of years, but we only really started talking more closely, like, a couple months before your show, maybe. Yeah, and, like, the first time we actually met in person was when I was with Gabby at the van show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or that posing seminar. Uh, it was before that. Before that. Okay, so... December. Yeah, you... That's right. Last December, you guys were the trophy presenters right uh, yeah yeah okay and then I really had actually met you then so you guys have also known each other a couple of years so then I yeah I did the van pro and and I had chatted with you then and then we saw each other again at this posing seminar in Victoria um in like March or something like that or April yeah. um maybe May I can't remember what it was but basically your show is kind of like the reason why we even have this podcast because like, I know that, like you were saying, you didn't qualify for nationals and like you came in flat and everything, but many people agree that you should have been in like the first call out and should have had like a much higher placing than you thought. And I just remember being like in the audience and not seeing your number, call, or your name called or number called. And I'm like, wait, what? No, they're going to call it. Like they just forgot. They just missed it. They're going to add her to the line. And, and, and I was just blown away. Um, so I just remember after your show, like I went up to you and was like talking to you about your presentation and your package and everything. And um, we ended up just like staying more connected on Instagram from then. 
Mm-hmm. And we both had chatted about how the fact that we, Gabby, we both talked to you like every day about bikini stuff. Because I think yeah. Ashley said like, oh, I've been talking to Gabby like every single day about this. And I'm like, I talk to Gabby every single day about <laughs> bikini. I'm like, we should have like a little bikini group chat. And yes. Yeah, we called it a different name. Like, we had <laughs> the name it was booty hose booty hose because we we all really need to build glutes is basically our feedback so um was like a few months ago and then yeah ash you were you were like we should have a podcast together and that was literally only a couple weeks ago and here we are now um and it's all together so yeah So so i'm so excited but we are coming up on an hour so um, why don't we like plug all of our stuff? You guys can find all of our Instagrams linked on the overall package podcast Instagram page. And yeah. thank you guys for listening to our first episode. just start the whole outro one more time i think we should keep uh, it i think this is funny i think our episodes are gonna be <laughs> brutal all the time <laughs> but, but like the bloopers at the end oh yeah